Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. We are right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden in New York City. And there's a whole lot of things going on. It's the end of Passion Week. Happy Easter. I saw a meme that said that it's not going to be too long before we, uh, the Democrats, start putting out a cardboard cutout of Joe Biden because the guy's so hard to nail down, you can barely see the guy. This week has been a tough one. The Capitol was attacked, this time with a deadly weapon, with a car. It killed an officer, hurt another one, and the assailant was killed. And as everybody in wokeness, the woke wackos, started shouting about white supremacy, and guess what? It was a black guy, Nation of Islam, who went after the uh, police officer. Motive is still unknown. This guy, Noah X, Noah X Green, he's the one that went after the Capitol. He's the one that was responsible for this crime. Yet all of the woke wackos wanted to say that it was the other way around. And I got to tell you, I think that Al Sharpton must be extremely furious because every member of the Democrat Party and the companies that they used to shake down have all become race hustlers themselves. They're lying about water and voting times and calling the Georgia bill, the new law, the vo- a voter suppression law. All of it's a lie. Yet people are too lazy to read or think for themselves, and they're buying it hook, line, and sinker. This whole thing is a shame. They put race into everything, and when someone of color is involved in a negative way, then all of a sudden, we've got a problem. I want you to listen to Chief Pittman. At this time, uh, the suspect has been pronounced uh, deceased. Two U.S. Capitol Police officers were transported to two different hospitals, and it is with a very, very heavy heart that I announce one of our officers has succumbed to his injuries. I just ask that the public continue to keep U.S. Capitol Police and their families in in your prayers. Well, amen to that. I think they should be in everybody's hearts and thoughts and prayers because this is unacceptable. It was unacceptable when it happened on January 6th and it's unacceptable today. But this is the result of this woke culture. Their words, not mine. Stupid companies like Woca-Cola that are saying that they're going to start, you know, last last story we had from them, they said, oh, you got you to gotta be less white, how to be less white. And they were training their employees on eliminating their whiteness because that's what this critical race theory uh, wokeness movement is all about. Taxing the rich, destroying the prosperity that we achieve through capitalism, all of that. 
And this woke culture continues to get perpetuated in every aspect of our culture and our society. And now, who falls victim to it? Major League Baseball. Well, I'm pleased to tell you that I have been boycotting Major League Baseball for a really long time. Because other than when I get free tickets from my brother for my birthday to, you know, the the dugout seats or the, the special box, the VIP section, those are the only times I go. And I don't even watch the game. It's more for the camaraderie, the hanging out, meeting the people that are there, networking, you know what I'm saying? So this is one of those things where I'm like, good. Good. Now, listen, I get it that people love this sport. You know, as I speak, I'm looking at Mr. Jizzle. He's producing today. And I say, hmm, what a shame that I see him watching Major League Baseball on his phone while he's behind the board. And he says he can separate politics from baseball. And I think most people should be able to do that because this is one of those things where we must, we absolutely must really begin to live our lives. This wokeness is infecting everything. But MLB went wrong when they decided to interject into something they had no business doing. They had no business getting into the social aspect of things and picking wokeism and picking leftism as the way that they want to go. But that's where they're at. So guess what? Now what happens? Donald Trump says these uh, woke companies that are opposing Georgia by canceling their all-star game that was going to honor Hank Aaron. It's not happening and there's all sorts of things happening. Trump has put out a statement saying they need to be boycotted. He called for a boycott on Major League Baseball on Friday after they canceled the 2021 All-Star Game. Now, listen, every, to each their own, right? Here's the quote from Trump. Boycott baseball and all of the woke companies that are interfering with free and fair elections. That's President Trump. Are you listening, Coke, Delta, and all? Amen to that. Good for you, President Trump. I'm glad you did it. Somebody needed to step up and do it. I've always been a Pepsi fan myself, but I'm no stranger to getting a Diet Coke every now and again. I know he's no stranger to the Diet Coke, so he's probably switching over to Diet Pepsi too. And in fact, I've kind of cut out a lot of soda from my diet, period. Uh, I prefer the sparkling waters and whatnot, like Tower Beverage. So anyway, point is, woke culture is destroying America. It's wrecking everything that we've built over the last 246, 47 years of our existence. And it's coming very, very fast. It's seeped its way into science. I mean, right now we're in a position in America, in most states, where infection rates have decreased every day since Texas decided to be one of the first ones to say no more masks, you know, when they went all Neanderthal and everything. So... Good for Texas going all Neanderthal. It seems to have worked. Now, I want to get into uh, AOC and her wokeness and the latest stupidity that she's got to say. All out crazy, indeed. Plus, we've got a lot more wokeness from the CNN crowd. Last week or last episode, I promised you a uh, article I wanted to share with you about determining the sex of a child at birth and gender identity and all that. So keep it locked right there. We're just getting started. I am Rich Valdez and this is America. This is America. Para Inglés, o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. 
All right, welcome back. Bienvenido, America. Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez with an S on all the social media. And this woke hysteria sort of explains why the godless left and their allies in the media now say that you can't have sex anymore. No, I don't mean it like that. I mean society can't have males or females. You can't determine sex at birth anymore. Now, this is a story that I promised you at the end of the last episode. And what's interesting about it is, quote from the article, it says, it's not possible to know a person's gender identity at birth. And there is no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth. I mean, reading it is challenging in and of itself. But that's exactly what it said, and that's what they contend. Now, I'm, I'm looking at a piece by uh, Alexandra De Sanctis in National Review. Headline, CNN writer denies the biological reality of sex at birth. On the menu today, a CNN writer asserts that we can't know a child's gender identity at birth. San Diego teachers instruct that migrant children will be in schools from home. That's a different story. I'm reading the wrong line. <laughs> Let me get back to the right line. In this article, uh, with reporting for, on Christy Nome's decision about the Fairness in Girls Sports Bill, CNN breaking news reporter Devin Cole claimed yesterday that there's no way to determine a child's, quote, gender identity at birth. It's not possible to know a person's gender identity at birth, and there's no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth, Cole said. In a statement better fit for an unhinged opinion article than a news article by a breaking news reporter. I agree with that. In fact, as most of us are willing to acknowledge, for all of human history, we've all relied upon a very simple way of actually knowing sex at birth. Yeah, it's called look down. Take a look. You know, are you a boy or a girl? Let me check. The concept of assigning sex at birth, far from being based on any consensus criteria, is a progressive invention designed to inculcate new parents into believing that a child's biological sex and gender are sometimes, or even often, misaligned, that it would be damaging to them to merely accept the reality of their biology at birth. This is outrageous. <laughs> and I again, I feel like I'm getting more and more outraged lately, more and more surprised at the wokeness and I've been following this stuff for close to 20 years. Problem is, it's getting worse, and it's getting worse really, really fast. This guy from CNN, Cole, he has more to offer in this vein, uh, critiquing two orders that Governor Noem signed in an effort to require that biological male athletes and biological female athletes should compete against others of their own sex. And it quotes the executive order and whatnot to Cole... The activist phrase transphobic is a matter of simple fact, fit for use by a hard news writer. But the phrase biological sex is apparently disputed. Now, here's what Cole had to say. Though the two executive orders signed by Governor Nome don't explicitly mention transgender athletes, they reference the supposed harms of the participation of males in women's athletics. An echo of the transphobic claim cited in other similar legislative initiatives that transgender women are not women. The or, Well, they're not. They're trans women. 
The orders also reference biological sex as a disputed term that refers to the sex as listed on students' original birth certificates. You know, the reason that we have a birth certificate is because the governor, uh, the government, I should say, is co-signing on the fact that you just had a baby boy or a baby girl. It's never been arbitrary. I look across the glass into the control room. Mr. Jizzle's there, his beard and all. He can say he identifies as a woman if he wants to. I'm not going to believe him because that doesn't work that way. But it does. And I get it. There, There's uh, this um, gender dysmorphia and all of that stuff. I get it that there's mental illness and sometimes it's not mental illness. Sometimes it's trendy. Sometimes it's a fad. I get all of it. Of course, to the contrary, back to this article, of what Cole and his editors at CNN would like us to swallow wholesale, biological sex is a defined, observable, scientific reality. Regardless of what anyone might think or believe about how the best way to deal with the policy issue of athletes is, it doesn't matter. Because though that is a fact. To pretend that we as a society are incapable of knowing whether a child is a male or a female at birth is lunacy. More than that, it's lunacy in service of the left wing to project and redefine sex as gender, as being entirely a creation of each individual, totally untethered from any biological or metaphysical reality. Amen, sister. You're preaching it. This, to me, is the right way to look at it. In this Wall Street Journal op-ed, Margaret Harper McCarthy hits on exactly what's so problematic about this effort, especially as codified in the Equality Act, which Democrats are attempting to push through Congress. Here's a quote. At stake is the so-called Equality Act, currently in front of the Senate. It's neither women's sports nor bathrooms, at least not ultimately. What's at stake is the freedom of rational human beings to use a common vocabulary when speaking about what everybody can see. The Equality Act doesn't concern such uh, invisible mysteries like the Holy Trinity, for example. That's a matter of belief in the strictest sense, though it isn't irrational or private. Rather, the Equality Act concerns things everyone can see and understand. Infants don't need instruction to know that their mothers are the ones who are nursing them and their fathers are the ones who are not. Sexual difference is obvious to anyone that has eyes and can see. I would step further and say that blind people can probably determine whether you're a male or female because they have an increased sense of smell and increased sense of hearing. And uh, I would venture to say that we smell different men and women. Uh, we speak different. We have different energy. I think that's just the way that goes. Now, you would think that this wokeism, it's its all good. And again, I call them the godless left because they are the godless left. Whether it's COVID-19 or the woke culture or whatever it is, I mean, we're living in a time right now where officials, government officials in the UK can walk into a church. It's Easter weekend. And these government officials in the church walk right in and they tell the priest and the whole congregation that they've got to go because there's too many people in this church, so they shut it down. Check this out. So please explain us. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, gathering is unfortunately lawful, unlawful under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. You are not allowed to meet inside with this many people under law. At this moment in time, you need to go home 
failure to comply with this direction to leave and go to your home address ultimately could lead you to be fined £200 or if you fail to give your details to you being arrested. I suggest, ladies and gentlemen, though it is quite a... It is Good Friday, and I appreciate you would like to worship that this gathering is unlawful, so please may you leave. Can you imagine being in church on Good Friday and Popo rolls up, 5-0 rolls up, and they're like, bro, skirt, skirt, time to go. It's over. Hell no. I can't believe that. Anytime I hear these things happening in the UK, anytime I hear these things happening in Australia, I remind myself, we're not European. We're American. People in our churches, they're packing heat. Half the cops in London don't pack anything. And this is part of the problem. The founders knew what they were doing when they created the Constitution the way they did, as a set of rules to keep the government out of our lives, to keep things away. And now we've got people, woke people, in the name of public health, telling people they can't pray. In America, this is the most fundamental right. It's in our First Amendment. Now, I don't mean to get all excited like I just had a cafe con leche because I did, but that's not why I'm all excited. I'm excited because this stuff scares the crap out of me. I'm old enough and big enough to fight for myself, but there are little kids that that belong to me, my kids, teenagers now, they have to grow up in this world, and there's even younger kids out there. They have to live through this, and they're going to think it's normal. Oh, we can't pray today. We're not allowed to go to church. We're not allowed to go to synagogue. We're not allowed to go to the mosque. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Because the cop said so, because the mayor said so, because some politician said so. Hell no. That can't be. At least it can't be that way here in the United States because we stand for something in America and what we stand for is liberty and liberty is our agenda. Keep it locked right there because you're not going to believe what AOC had to say. Plus, I want to talk about something else that I think you're going to find interesting. It's been going around social media. I even shared it, so I want to get your reaction to it. But I am Rich Valdez and this is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Bienvenido, welcome. I appreciate you. And uh, I am Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I want to thank you real quick for the all of the five-star reviews and all of the uh, retweets and echoes on Parler. And sharing that you're doing on Facebook and Instagram, they're really helping the numbers of the podcast continuing to increase. And we're really, really thankful. I really do appreciate that. The message that we're putting out is getting across to a lot of people, a lot more people than you think. People that typically aren't interested in politics, even young people, you know, 19, 20. I'm getting a lot of feedback from people like that, and I'm happy to hear it. And I want to ask you, if you do enjoy this program... And you're not too shy. Shoot a selfie video of you saying why you like This Is America with Rich Valdez. And put it on social media. Tag me in it. Because the uh, producers, editors, we're all getting together. We're going to pick some of these videos. And we're going to make a commercial out of it. So if you want to be in the commercial, 
put that up there. We want to hear what your thoughts are. And many of you have put them on these five-star reviews on Apple and all of that stuff, and I thank you for it. But if you could put that in a video, it would be great. So we'll have your face in the video that we're producing. And it's too early for me to say that we're going to be um, making like an official announcement about something, but I got some stuff cooking. But I can say that we may be taking the show on the road a little bit over the next few months to a few popular cities where we have uh, a lot of listeners across America, like California, New York, Texas, and a couple other states. So again, this is not an official announcement on that particular issue, but when we have the details... Um, and everything is set in stone. We'll be sharing all of that so that you have a sense of exactly what's going on. So make sure you send that video out to social media land and tag me at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S. Now, you would think that the Major League Baseball organization is racist because you know what? When I used to go to games, when my brother would say, oh, I got you some tickets and uh, they're at will call. When I got to the will call desk, I would have to show my... ID. That's right. But you know what they say now? If you have to show ID to vote, that's racist. So is it also racist to collect my MLB tickets at the will call? Hmm. I don't know. Now, there's a lot of this going on. The The reality of all of this is it's not it's not racist. It's not imperialist for people to show ID. It's the law. It's insulting for them to say that people of color can't vote. It's insulting for them to say that people of color don't have the ability to possess an ID this is the biggest crock of miracles that I've heard in a long time. But that's what's going on. And speaking of crocks of miracles, which is Wednesday in Spanish, by the way, but it sounds euphemistically like a bad word for poop. AOC all out crazy. She now says that migrants are somehow owed reparations. Now, you would think that she may have hit her head because... This is part of the wokeness, and it does explain why uh, AOC is, in one recent study, found to be one of the least effective members of Congress. If you listen to this program for any amount of time, you should know that I knew that already, and I shared that with you guys. So last year, YouGov had done a thing and said that when she got reelected, I think there was one other freshman member of Congress that was not successful in getting a single piece of legislation signed into law. And I shared that with you guys here on this program. So in a little bit, we're going to get into that. But I want you to hear what she had to say about reparations for illegal aliens that have crossed the border. Check this out. Both of these things are barbaric and they're wrong. But when you rip a baby out of the hands of a mother, you cannot draw the same comparison. And anyone who is trying to do that is doing a profound disservice to the cause of justice. So I don't want to excuse any of this, but I'm also, I don't get them twisted together because one is not the same. And we cannot dust that under the rug. And by the way, those families are owed reparations, period. <laughs> Period. Oh, my good period. Listen, it sounds like Biden's hairy legs. I got hairy legs. And uh, and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. 
I will play that as often as I can because it, to me, is just uh, ridiculous that he said something like that. But again, back to AOC because she's ridiculous. And period, period. They, these families are owed, period. I, I'm, I'm not mocking her. I am doing my impression of her before anybody takes exception. She is a woman. She's a woman of color. How dare you mock her? She's a sitting member of Congress. I would say, excuse me, ma'am. I'm not mocking her right now. I am doing an impression of her. I do mock her regularly. AOC all out crazy. Now, AOC all out crazy says that in this town hall that she had on Wednesday night, that's completely inhumane and unacceptable uh, to subject people to horrifying conditions. I get that. You know what else is? Poverty. Putting people in housing projects like the ones in Throgsneck in her district. The housing projects there are unacceptable. You have people in wheelchairs and buildings where elevators didn't work. So AOC, check yourself. Now, speaking of AOC and spending money and reparations, this is kind of like a reparation in and of itself because the massive $1.9 trillion wealth transfer that went to all over the country, including big blue states for big blue state bailouts, some of that money went to New York. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to send $20,000 to illegal aliens and to ex-cons. And if they qualify, they can get another $6,600 that qualifies them to get $27,000 checks. Now, the reason they're getting it is because, well, when the initial coronavirus stimulus went out, they were either locked up in jail or they were in the country illegally and could not legally obtain a stimulus. So the state of New York decides, you know what, we're going to give this money to these people because, well, that's the right thing to do. So New York lawmakers want to give billions of dollars to undocumented uh, immigrants and former inmates. State lawmakers in New York are close to agreeing on a multi-billion dollar fund to provide unemployment benefits to illegal aliens and former prison inmates who've been excluded from federal aid packages since the start of the pandemic. Talks between legislators and Governor Andrew Cuomo, Essential Andy, from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, have progressed to the point where now they're focused on the relief plan called the Excluded Workers Fund. <laughs> I mean, and they're saying, quote, that this programmatically should be something that works, according to State Senator Jessica Ramos from Queens. Now, Senator Ramos is somebody that I, I never met her, but she was at a anti-school choice, anti-school uh, charter school meeting that I went to once in Queens where AOC was the guest speaker. And consequently, she wouldn't talk to me that time either. Now, talks between the legislators and Governor Andrew Cuomo seem to be looking good. New York's proposal would provide some recipients with as much as $27,000. This level of investment is absolutely historic for our communities, said the New York Immigration Coalition's leader, Vanessa Agudelo. It's the biggest investment any state has made to provide this level of relief to those workers who are excluded from unemployment benefits as well as what's been passed in the stimulus package. Well, the, you see, the whole thing is, if you're not included in the criteria, that's why you're excluded. And when you take tax dollars from states that actually have a budget and do it right and bail out states that do it wrong and don't meet their budget, that's not called an investment. That's called theft by taxation. 
That's a confiscatory tax and a misuse of this. Now, beyond the magnitude of the program, the potential deal is notable for one more reason. There's been no public opposition to it. Well, please, Essential Andy from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, look at me over here. I am waving my hand in the air like I just don't care because I don't care for this. This thing is wrong and it has to stop. Politicians like Senator Ramos, like Essential Andy and all these other people that support this massive wealth transfer, that think that those that are working and making lots of money, that we should tax the rich. Taxing the rich is exactly what we need to do. No, it's not. This is why people like AOC, when they do these surveys, they say that she's the least effective legislator. Her legislation now, and this is this piece in the New York Post, it says, study declares AOC one of the least effective members of Congress. That's funny. I like to call her my least favorite congressperson from the Bronx and Queens. So they're catching on. AOC's legislation received no action in committees, no floor votes, and none ever became law. Oh, I, I think I've mentioned that. Right here on this program, This Is America with Rich Valdez. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was among the least effective members of the last Congress, according to a new survey from the nonpartisan Center for Effective Lawmaking, a joint project of Vanderbilt University and the University of Virginia. AOC introduced a total of 21 bills that the center calls, quote unquote, substantive. But that's where the story ends. (laughs) That's funny. Her legislation received no action in committees, no floor votes, and none ever became law, according to the center, which which is getting its data from Congress.gov. So straight from the source, primary source data. Here's a quote. She introduced a lot of bills, but she was not successful at having them receive any sort of action in committee or beyond committee. If they don't get through committee, they can't pass the House. They can't become law. And that's uh, Alan Weissman from uh, Vanderbilt University. He says, it's clear that she was trying to get her legislative agenda moving and engage with the lawmaking process, but she wasn't as successful as some other members were, even amongst other freshmen, at getting people to pay attention to her own legislation. Now, when looking at the legislative effectiveness of all congressional Democrats, AOC was ranked Number 230 out of 240 Democrats. So, okay, she wasn't dead last, but among the uh, among the last uh, 10 to be dead last. Unbelievable. Now, among the bills that failed were a federal overhaul of public housing, a ban on fracking, a mandate to provide full federal public benefits to illegal aliens. How radical is she? She should change her name to AOC and, and change, you know, like a middle name, Che Guevara, because that's who she reminds me of. Democrat House insiders say that many of AOC's colleagues found her approach alienating. Tweeting is easy. Governing is hard. You need to have friends. You need to understand the committee process. You need to be willing to make sacrifices, said one of uh, Nancy Pelosi's folks. And that's Nancy Labruja Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, one of her aides in her, uh, with respect to her sit-in on, uh, in Nancy's office on her first day in Congress. 
So look, people don't like what AOC has to say. She says that we have to do all of these things for illegal immigrants because, of course, it's our fault that what's happened to them has happened to them because of U.S. policy. But AOC, like I say, she's off. She's off on this one. She's all out crazy on this one. It's aliens over citizens here. Because America's always been defined by its generosity to legal immigrants, more than a million a year. But these are people who can pay their own way and need to be people that can pay their own way and not contribute to the creation or expansion of the welfare state. That's destroying families here in America ever since FDR ramped up welfare. These massive, massive programs in the FDR era have hurt families beyond measure. So listen, don't believe the hype. People don't need welfare. What people need is opportunity. This is one of the age-old debates that I love to hear my favorite economist, Thomas Sowell, talk about the debate, the debate between the equality of outcomes and the equality of opportunities. We all get the same shot, but we're not all going to achieve the same results. And that's just a matter of life. And he points it out so well. I recommend you follow Sowell if you can, read his books, watch some YouTube. He's terrific. You'll be that much smarter for doing it. By the way, I once spoke to Thomas Sowell for about five and a half or six minutes on the phone. And I was like, man, my IQ had to go up a few points. Thank God. Bottom line here. We need to stand up for America. We have to stand up for families in America. We have to do things that we've never done before to get results we've never had. If we stand for nothing, we will fall for anything. That's Hamilton. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So don't do nothing. Do something. Read something. Know something. Run for office. Write a letter. Challenge somebody. Organize a protest. Do something. You have to start organizing now. Look at the way the left has done it, and then look at the best example we have. Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, the 45th president of these United States, El Presidente, Donald Trump. Look at what he did, leaving his skyscraper right here on Fifth Avenue, penthouse in the sky. He leaves that with his supermodel wife, goes to the swamp, not because he was a millionaire, but because he believed in America. I know I believe in America, and I know you believe in America, and that's why you've got to do what you've got to do. Until next time, America, hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.